Well, uh, let's look at Isaiah 48, 18. Praise God. Isaiah 48, 18 says, Oh, that you had heeded my commandments, then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like waves of the sea. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments. Then what does it say? Then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like waves of the sea. That is God's will for us, is to have peace. Here it says it would have been like a river. And that's a phrase that just came up to me this afternoon, just peace like a river. That comes from a lot of places. One of them is the Bible. People quote different things that are newer, but it's, it's right here. And, um, you know, I talk about the, there's, a, there's a hymn that has that as its first line. Uh, it is well with my soul. And um, that was written... I believe it was 1873. And uh, well, might as well touch on it right now. But uh, God's peace is his will for our lives. Now, we did a whole series on this, um, multiple series that we did. But just a a bit ago, um, we had a series called God's, is it God's will is peace? God is the author of peace. You get up here. I don't remember all the titles offhand of all the things we do. And then when you get up here and you're kind of hooking up with your spirit, you know, you're mentally trying to go back. But um, God is the author of peace, and we did a series on that. And uh, but I just felt to touch on it tonight. And that phrase specifically uh, came up to me, and I've never taught it like this before. But it, it let's look at Isaiah 48, verse 18. Again, it says, then your peace would have been like a river. Then what? Oh, that you had heeded my commandments, then your peace would have been like a river. So if you do, this is saying, if you do what I say, you'll have so much peace, it's going to be like a river. Like a river of peace. Well, I don't know about you. What, what, what does that bring to mind? I mean, a river, rivers can be, rivers an ambiguous term. You know, you have creeks and streams and rivers, all it means is water's flowing, and where one cuts off and the next one goes as far as size, there really isn't any determination. It just, um, because I was looking that up, I was wondering about it. It just, I mean, the Amazon is miles wide, can be miles wide, but you can have a river that's not that big. Sometimes a river's cutting through mountains, and it's, you're not not huge, but it's still a river. Well, at some point, but you could also call it a stream. it just a river, though, brings to my mind something that's fairly large and flowing and relatively powerful. In any case, it's a constant flow of water, right? You know, it's not a trickle. It's not a stream, you know, just barely is going there. A river is a good amount of water flowing. Well, this says your peace will be like a river. Your peace will be like a river. I'll just touch on that hymn, but that's not really the focus. I just wanted to, you know, some people are familiar with this. But it is well with my soul. It, it was uh, written by Horatio Spafford. And it was in 1873. You know, predated a lot. There's some modern songs with similar title. But long before that, century before some of that stuff. But the first line is, when peace like a river attendeth my way. Now, it doesn't really, it's not really talking about what we're talking about, but he, it, it, it uh, you know, that's not the focus, the peace like the river, that's just the first line. But the focus of the song is actually exactly what we're talking about. How many of you familiar with the hymn? When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll. He's saying when peace, there's so much peace, it's like a river that I have, or if stuff is really pressing on me. Either way, he said, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. How many of you are familiar with the circumstances in which he wrote this song? Anybody? When When he started penning these words... He, he was from Chicago, and they, his family was going to go to France. 
and his wife and their four daughters were going to go to France, and he had some business, I believe, and he sent them ahead of him, his wife and his four daughters, and then he was going to follow them. And then he got message that his four daughters, that the, 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 the ship crashed with another ship, and his four daughters went down. And his wife uh, sent him a message and said that she alone was saved. It was just like a two-word sentence or something, like alone saved or saved alone or whatever. And so he goes out there to meet his wife, goes out and, you know, takes a ship and is near where that went down, where the ship went down, where he just lost his four daughters, and he started to write these words in the midst of that. Now, there's some things probably, I, I don't know exactly his background and where he was coming from, you know, exactly. And, you know, people will use some of these things, well, that this was God's will. That God does not will evil, okay? Even if, even if he, I, I don't know you know exactly his background, we look up more, but there is that people will use this and say, I just accept the will of God and it's well with my soul. God does not do evil. Okay? So it is not God's will that something bad happen. And there's a lot of people, millions of people all over the world believe it, that something bad happens and they'll believe God anyway, but believe that God was the author of that. Well, it's good that you believe God and you can have peace in the midst of a storm, but the Bible doesn't teach that. God, God didn't do that. God didn't cause a ship to crash so that four ladies among other people died. Did you hear me? He didn't do that. The Bible says Satan is the author of destruction. Satan comes to, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come and I, that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So, you know, sometimes people in religion, people are taught that God, God will do evil. We just have to serve him no matter what, but he's good and he has some mysterious plan. Those are lies. That's not true. God does have a plan. And he, he, he gave us the word of God so we can know what the plan is and he can know that he is a good God and he does not do evil. If God is against us, you might as well throw in the towel now. The Bible says if God is for you, who can be against you? But if God is against you, it doesn't matter who's for you. But he's not. And God is not some twisted person that, that is playing some game that says he loves you and then sweeps your legs out from underneath you. That's religion. That's the devil. Those are lies. Amen? But, so just, just let's, uh, let's just uh, affirm that. We're not really talking about that. We talk, touched on those things many times, like in the recent months. And I could, we could point you to some things if you want to hear more about that. Um, even talked about in our series on words, you know, I believe the second one talked about the origin of some of these things and why, why, why authority, why, why when you say negative things, um, that has a, an effect because there is a devil that is the God of this world. And we talked about that. Go listen to those messages if you want. But I wanted to bring this up in the midst. I just want you to know this is not some hymn where somebody is on a sunshining day said, it's well with my soul. This man wrote this when he had just lost I think that's all his children. I mean, four daughters, I'm not sure if... I know he had a son that died actually later, I believe. Don't quote me on that. You know, I, I haven't done exhaustive research on him. But, you know, four children, one day. That's... That's incomprehensible. But in the midst of that... In the midst of life, no matter what it throws at us, we can have peace if we know God. Now, not again, we're not saying, well, just whatever happens, God, you're just an author of it. It's just your will be done. No. But in the midst of it, something happens, and we're not saying something should happen, and certainly not a tragedy. You know, just as small as, you know, you're trying to get to work and you hit traffic. <laughs> And you're not going to get, seems pretty light compared to the things we just talked about, right? But, you know, some people lose it on the freeway. It's not well with their soul. <laughs> they are not experiencing peace. 
and they're letting everybody around them know it. <laughs> Especially the guy to the side of them, <laughs> or the people ahead, you know, they're honking. You know how much honking? What does that do? And the honking, the, your, your horn is so you can avoid an accident not to communicate with the other drivers in an angry manner, <laughs> which is the majority of use. If they were going to do a study, the data on the ratio of times the horn is used for an actual right use, like to warn somebody of impending danger versus just telling somebody off, I bet you it's a pretty small percentage of the actual right use. What would you say? High 90s, I bet. Because you just go down the freeway and you drive in traffic, you go down downtown Boston, there's just a lot of honking. And it's not because somebody's about getting a wreck because nobody's moving. People aren't, people aren't going 50 miles an hour. It's just we're standing still. And blah, 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 and honk, honk, and... But no, there's no peace. <laughs> hey, Ed, you know, I, I know what, you know, I've commuted just like uh, a lot of people. And, um, man, you get upset every day because somebody's going to do something stupid every day. You know, you're waiting for the, you're wait, you're, you've been waiting patiently to get off on the exit and it's creeping along, and inevitably, you're almost there. Some dude is going to go by everybody and cut in. Every single day. <laughs> Somebody does that somewhere. Multiple places in Boston, and I don't even know how many times worldwide. And if it's going to be like, what they did, yeah, they're going to do it. It's just a different guy. You know it's coming. <laughs> if it's not you, it's the dude that you can see him coming. You're in the back, and you know, there's that guy. If you're up front, you, know, you may try to inch forward to keep them from going, but they're just going to get them behind you. <laughs> People get out of peace, let it ruin their whole day, because that dude went around everybody and got in again. How dare they? They're going to do it tomorrow. That same person may not be with you. Them and all their friends that do that are going to do it tomorrow. Not everybody's going to take turns. You know, when you're merging, then you got people, same thing. If everybody just take turns... Why are we talking about this? Anyway, if everybody just take turns one at a time, how much faster would the merging go? But no, you got, I got you know, somebody that's going to sweep by and block all the traffic. Well, that can cause you to lose your peace. And whether it is, I mean, we don't even want to say, it's not, it, we're not speaking evil. You don't want anything evil to happen. And you believe God. But e whatever you deal with in life, we believe God's a good guy. When you come up with something, peace is available. And not just little itty-bitty mm, peace, just like, oh, just barely get by. Oh, if I could just sort of get back to where I was. The, the, Isaiah says, peace, your peace would have been like a river. Can you put up that again? Then we'll read it in a different translation. Isaiah 48, 18. If you would heed my commandments. So in other words, if you'll do what God tells you to do, if you'll just do, just, that means hook up with him. It means if you're going to live like he wants you to live and then think his thoughts at any given time, right? Part of his commandments, you know, think on him. We, we'll read it later. But, you know, another place in Isaiah, it says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Well, that's a command. So it says, if, you'll he, if you would have, he's talking to Israel, if you would have heeded my commandments, but it's, it's just as true in present tense, right? In other words, if you'll heed his commandments right now, you can do that. That's not doing any injustice to this with all the other scripture that is in the Bible and that we'll read some of. Then your peace would have been like a river. You could say, if you'll heed my commandments, your peace will be like a river. Well, what, let's read it in the Amplified and then we'll go on. It says, oh, that you had hearkened to my commandments, then your peace and prosperity would have been like a flowing river, and your righteousness, the holiness and purity of the nation, like the abundant waves of the sea. Talking about rivers, talking about waves, this is not some trickle. Okay, when you're talking about a river of peace, you're talking about flowing water, heavy flowing water. So what does that mean? There is always new water coming. Think about a river. The river's flowing. And a river, like again, it's not just this little stream. It's a huge body of water 
coming. I mean, even if the river, you know, depending on where you cut it off, it's a river, you know, in the mountains cutting a, a path. I mean, even if it's 25 feet wide or 30 feet wide or 40 feet wide, that is a, a lot of vo- water, volume of water. And if you're standing in one place or you're just looking at one place, the water is coming by and coming by and coming by and coming by. And guess what it's going to be doing three hours from now? Coming by. And then what, what's going to happen tomorrow? It's still coming. It's just coming, and it's coming, and it's coming, and it's coming, and it's overflowing, and it's just overflowing, and it's overflowing. It's not just, well, there it goes. No, it's just constant, overflowing. That's the way it says God's peace is. If you'll hook up with him, it is, in other words, it's an abundance of peace. It is everlasting peace. It is never-ending peace. It is, it, it is um, inexhaustible. That's the only source of that type of peace is hooking up with God and doing things his way. That's the only source of that peace in the world. There are people, no peace. I think you did that. I, I, I didn't even, yeah. But, but people do that type of stuff. People are like, peace, peace. You know, people put out peace signs and whatever. But they're the angriest people on the earth. They're mad, but peace. People walk and march, and they're like, peace. (laughs) No, the real peace is hooking up with God and letting him, him come into your life and him be in your situation, and that is the only way to experience this type of peace. Peace that no matter what the situation is, is like a river. That means it is inexhaustible and there is more than enough peace now and then in an hour from now and then later tonight, in the middle of the night, should you wake up, just have a picture of just a river of peace overflowing you, God's peace, God's presence, God's love, his comfort, his security, just overflowing, just never stops, because he never ends. Sometimes we think, oh, I, I'm, boy, I just need your peace, God, and you've got a good dose of his peace, and we act like, well, boy, I used it all up. That'd be like you going down to that river, holding out a little teaspoon, which you wouldn't even be able to get it in there, or a tiny little cup, getting it full, taking it out, and go, well, I guess I exhausted it. And just when, in the time you said that, how many gallons of water just went by you? And it's not going to end. It's not going to end. It's inexhaustible, in other words. God is, he is infinite, See, we can't deal in infinite. We can't. Our minds can't handle it. We try. We have all kinds of models and stuff, but if we get right down to it, the fact that he has always been and always will be just doesn't compute. So when we talk about peace that just never ends, it's like, yeah, but surely this situation, it doesn't matter because he's more than enough. He's more than enough. He's more than enough. Right now. Tomorrow, next day. He was last week, but we can't go back. Last year, same thing, but you know what? Past is past. What are we going to do now? What are we going to, are we going to pull from him now? Are we going to walk in that now? We, we need to know it first, and then we need to reach out and, and make it so in our lives. It's true now. It's true for every person In this place, it's true for every person online, it's true for every person that will hear this message in the future, on any of the places, the peace of God is available right in where we are now. It's just like we're sitting there and the river's running past us. It's always been, and we're like, oh wait, there's a river that now all we have to do is just partake of it. So it, it is available. John 14, 27. It says, peace I leave with you. This is Jesus speaking. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. 
let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Peace I leave with you. Jesus said this. He said this to, you know, his disciples, and that, that applies to us. They're passing. I'm going to show you this. It, it has been passed down. The Spirit of God is in the earth now to do the exact same thing that Jesus was saying here. It didn't end just because Jesus went on. But he said, I'm giving you my peace. I'm leaving you my peace. My peace, I give it to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. See, I'm not given the way the world gives. You're, this peace is not what you get from different places in the world that promises you peace, but actually if it's not based on what we're talking about right here, it's hollow and it's not true. And it is not like a river. And you might feel the peace for a little bit. I mean, you can get peace like that in a can or, you know, something that you smoke or something, but it's not like a river. It's more like you're going to wake up with a hangover. It's going to hurt you. You might feel, oh, man, that took, I feel peaceful. Yeah, until you don't because it wore off and now you have other problems. It's a Band-Aid. It's worse than a Band-Aid. Band-Aid's not going to mess up your whole life. Most Band-Aids. <laughs> They're not going to mess you up, but, you know, this thing, oh, I just, I need that to get peace. I need the drink. I need the whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Those are the typical things, you know, drugs and alcohol and whatever people talk about. When we're not, no, uh, there are all kinds of stuff people lean on. Might make you feel good for a little bit, but it doesn't last. And then the bite is way worse. Especially when you get hooked on something, you think it brings you peace, but then you can't get out. And without the help of God, you may not be able to get out. There's certain things. There's all types of stuff. But it says, Jesus said, Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled. Well, you have to know the peace is there, but then you have to grab onto it. You have to take it and believe it. So Jesus said over and over, and then throughout all the epistles, over and over, I'm just going to read you some, you know, I've had it. We've talked about it, but I'm just going to read you some just in passing. It's over and over and over every time they wrote a letter. You just look at the, we're going to look at the beginning line of like, not even all of them because we, I don't want to take that much time. But look, before we go there, look at Luke 24, 36, Jesus. He said, now, as, it says, now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them. So he's been crucified, he's gone, he comes back, he stands in the midst of them, and he said what? Peace to you. First thing, comes back to his disciples. First thing he said, peace. I'm talking about peace like a river. It just, God's peace, it just, it's there in every situation. And it's always Always available, always there, and look at how G Jesus shows up. First thing he said, first thing he said, peace to you. Well, you know, if somebody just shows up in the middle and you're standing there and they just came through the wall, you may need to hear that. <laughs> and don't freak out, peace. Didn't say the first part, but that's implied by the second part, just peace. John 20, 19. Then the same day at evening, just a little, this is a, uh, well, anyway, a different uh, gospel account. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, uh, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. John, uh, just 20, 26, just a few verses later, at, after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them, Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you said, peace. Look at Romans 1, verse 1, then we'll jump down to verse 7. Paul, a, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Verse uh, 7. To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God the Father, peace to you. 
He's Now, we're just going to read just a, a few different intros. And they're all kind of the same. Here's Romans. Peace to you. 1 Corinthians 1, verse uh, 1 through 3. We're just going to we'll jump, we'll say at the beginning, and then we'll jump down to verse 3. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. Let's just read the rest of this one, then we'll jump for some of the other ones. And Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God who is at Corinth. So he's saying, Paul writing this, to the church, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, <coughs> excuse me, with all who in every place call in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice he said, peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ in 2 Corinthians verse 1, or chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, skip down to verse 2, grace to you and peace from, our God, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. See that? Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Skip down to Galatians 1, verse 3. Same thing. I mean, it's not, even in, it's not different at all. Grace to you and peace from God the Father. Paul is writing these letters, and then every time he hits a congregation, he's saying, grace and peace. Grace and peace. Grace, it's the first thing he says. Peace. Look at Ephesians 1, verse 2. Do you see the bottom change? The top didn't change. Go to back to Galatians 1, verse 3. Do you see? The top didn't change. The bottom part changed. It's the exact same thing. Philippians 1, verse 2. Same thing. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Go down to 2 Peter 1. Verse 1, this is Simon Peter. This is Peter. Okay, it's not Paul anymore. Simon Peter, a bondservant apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by righteousness of God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ or Jesus our Lord. He changed it up a little bit. Different guy. Same idea. Grace and peace. Look at uh, 2 John. One verse, let's just go to three for the sake of time. He's saying, John, uh, grace, mercy, and peace will be, with, will be with you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father in truth and love. Grace and peace. Is that too simple? You just read through. Just, just go through your Bible and read the first few verses of every book over and over. Talk about peace like a river. That means it's there. It's there, it's there, it's there. You just look through your Bible and you're just going to see peace, 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 peace. And it doesn't matter what's going on in your life, there's peace, there is peace, there is overwhelming peace. And you guys, we can live like this. We can live in peace. It doesn't matter. The world is going to freak out. Little stuff, big stuff, and everything in between. But if we know God... That, and we know, we have a relationship with them through the Lord Jesus Christ, then whatever is going on, we can have peace through it, we can look to Him, and we can conquer, and we can go to the other side. Period. Amen? Look at uh, John 16, verse 33. That doesn't mean, like we said... It doesn't mean everything is rosy all the time. We're not talking about things. God has not ordained that we suffer things that we were redeemed from through what Jesus did. Okay? We don't have to suffer things that, that God redeemed us from. But Jesus himself said that there were going to be pressures in life and if you're going to live godly, then you're going to walk through some pressure because the God of this world is, is Satan. God is God, but the Bible calls Satan the God of this world. That means he's running things and has it in a mess. He's not over the Christian. He doesn't have any authority over the Christian, but he has authority in the world system, and there are lots and lots of people that listen to him whether they know it or not. If they just go and follow this world system, then they're listening to the ideas 
Not of God, but of the devil. That's why this world is in such a mess. It's not God. God came to, to save the world. The devil's messing it up, and then he blames God. Well, this is all, it's a religious thing. Preaching a lot of churches. Everything is, that happens is the will of God. God is in control. <laughs> if God is in control of everything, he is doing a horrible job. If everybody's honest, he is doing an absolutely horrible job of managing. The thing is, he's not in control. He is God Almighty, sovereign over everything, and his will will ultimately be done. That doesn't mean his will is being done in the earth in every transaction. Because you have the, the enemy, the devil, that is called the God of this world, Satan, who Adam and Eve were given dominion over this world. We talked about this in depth but in other times. But Adam and Eve were given dominion over this world, and they bowed their knee and sold out to Satan. So Satan took over as having dominion over this earth. And the Bible says over and over that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. They said the God of this world has blinded their eyes. That you would preach the gospel, that lest the, or that he's blinded eyes, lest the light of the gospel should shine on them. Over and over it says Satan has influence in this world. So you have an enemy, you have a fallen world, and you have people that listen to the devil and what's going on, the ways of the world. So God is not controlling all those transactions because people are not listening to him so they do crazy stuff they do stupid things and then destruction happens and it was never god's will to begin with god's not authoring it he's not doing it he's not causing it the bible says pray that the that that the will of god would be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is being done in heaven? There, there is perfect peace. There, there is no destruction. Well, that would mean here, see, there, there will be. God's will will be completely done. Here, no. That doesn't mean that what happens is God's will. That means God's will you find out by reading the Bible, by the Word, and then for the Christian, you do what the Word of God says, and we walk in the authority that we have as Christians, and you don't walk according to the world, and so Satan has no authority over you. But you live in a fallen world, so you're living around stuff that isn't perfect. And so to get the will of God done on the earth, you may have to move some stuff around and trudge through some junk. We're not talking about things we've been redeemed from, but there's just you're live, dealing with the fallen world. Satan can't stop the plan of God. He can try to hinder it, but he can't be successful. So Jesus said in John 16, 33, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Then the next thing he says is, In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He said, I've spoken, I've told you these things that you would have peace. Then he says, in the world you will have tribulation. You will. You will. Jesus is not saying something negative. He's not declaring something evil over us. He's saying, this is the state of the world. But then he says, be of good cheer, I've overcome it. And so peace, real peace, is having, having peace in the middle of tribulation, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of what Jesus is talking about. There's tribulation. Let's look at the Amplified Classic and see how it says it. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. Everybody say, perfect peace, perfect peace. and confidence. Jesus said, I've told you that you may have perfect peace and confidence. Notice the next part. In the world, you have tribulation and trials 
and distress and frustration. Now, let, you know, not every translation is perfect. Let me just say that, you know, if you just read it, it's just going to say tribulation, and that means squashing, squeezing, pressure. You don't have to be frustrated. Okay, the rest of it's good. It doesn't mean you have to have frustration like you feel it, but things could feel frustrated. They could be pushing on you. But you don't have to say, well, the Bible says I have to be frustrated. No, you've got to rightly divide stuff. So, but this is, that's why we're calling it out. But it says tri- tribulation, trials, distress, and frustration. But be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world, I have deprived it of power to harm you, and have conquered it for you. So just because there's stuff that's not going perfect or that has not, or you feel tribulation, Jesus said these things would come and they're in the world. But it, the Bible says, be of per, in the perfect peace, have confidence because I have overcome the world. Be, having peace, true peace, can hold up in the midst of the storm. Otherwise, it's not real peace. If you're talking about peace like a river, the river doesn't stop. In the middle of the storm, it just gets that much stronger. A river, if there is storming, it just, there's that much more water. It does not quit. And peace, God's peace doesn't pull back when, when we're under pressure. If we'll hook into it, we're tapping into, I need, Lord, I need your peace. You have it. You say, you said I have it. I have it. The Bible says when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Corinthians. Paul said when you're feeling it the worst, then you tap into, I, you, if you try to just hold up in and of yourself, you, you, we already know we can't do it in and of ourselves. If you haven't found that, that out, you need to find that out. You need to know that. Because if you're trying to live the Christian life in and of your own self, you're going to fail. But over and over, the Bible talks about by Him, by Jesus Christ, through Him, through what He has done. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. When you're weak, then you're strong. Why? Because you're tapping into Him. If you're, we're taught any peace that gives in when there's a pressure is not, true peace. We have, it's not, there's nothing wrong with it. I have a picture in this room, in our, in our office there of just, it's a, a, a stream in the middle of the forest. Just there's trees and there's sun peeking through. And it's just a very peaceful scene. And that's what we think of sometimes. We just think of peace that serene, you know, just out in the middle. You know, we go to Pennsylvania every year out in the middle of Amish country. We, we, we stay for a couple weeks just on this, these cabins that have been there for 50, more than 50 years that this family built, and they run it today, and it's just surrounded by Amish country and, and fields. And I'll just sit at the top of there, and sometimes I get up early in the morning, and I see the sunset come up, and there's still noise, you know, there's still things going on, but it's just peaceful. But, you know, even when I was back there this summer, I looked around, and it was so peaceful. But if I have to get to that point and drive, however many hundreds of miles it is, you know, seven and a half hours to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and sit on that hill and get up in the morning when the sun's coming up to feel peace, then most of my life, I'm going to be miserable. I'm not going to be happy. I mean, if I think I have to be there, if I think i got to get this picture of everything being quiet before I can be peace, then I'm not tapping into God's peace because God's peace holds up in the middle of anything. It doesn't just hold up. It is overwhelming. You know, somebody said, I don't know if this is a real story, if it's just a story, but, you know, these people, uh, they, they ask people to paint a picture of peace. You know, come up, these different artists, with a picture of what, it, what peace looks like. You know, and one person is painting like exactly what we're talking about. You know, just calm uh, stream running through, or a countryside and nothing going on, or, you know, just a, a, a pond first thing in the morning, just like glass. And all these type of things, you know, sunset. 
And the, thing, the picture that won was this picture of this huge storm just crashing everywhere. And in, in the middle of the storm, there was this little cove, and there was a little cleft in the rock, and there was a little bird singing. And that won. Because in the middle of all this stuff going on, that little birdie was at peace. That is true peace. In the middle of everything going on, and you have the peace of God, people look and say, there is all this stuff, and yet right around you, it's like a bubble. It's God Almighty. You're tapping into Him, and this, that overwhelming, billowing peace just causing you to experience that, just you walk around just like it follows you. And it looks, how can you be calm? How can you be at peace? Because I'm hooked up with him. And when I'm hooked up with him, it's exactly what Isaiah said. You do his commandments, peace will be with you like a river. And we'll close with Isaiah 26, verse 3. We quoted it before, but let's look at it. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. When your mind is stayed on him, then you're, see, you're not looking at all the circumstance. You're not looking at what goes on, and those things come to everybody. The challenges of life come before. Jesus said there's tribulation comes before you, but be of good cheer. I've overcome it. And I have told things to you so that you would have peace. And so when we focus on him, when we focus on that, then in the midst of, of the storm, we can have perfect peace because we trust him. And his peace, can, it just, it's just like that river. It, it overwhelms us. It, over, it just flows over our mind. It flows over our heart. It flows over our circumstance. It is unending unquenching it is there no matter it's unquenchable no matter what's going on it's just there and when you if you have the thought oh i just i just don't know if i can do it i just don't know if it's more you just have to tap right back in and say no his peace is unending it that river is not stopping no you get that mental picture back and say oh no it's going it's it's there and he god is unending i have not exhausted it it doesn't matter what's going on his peace is more than enough and i'm experiencing right it right now your head will go oh no look at all this stuff there's no way nobody could be in peace you have to push back on that and say if i keep my mind on him if i do his commandments which talking about here if i look to him then i will have perfect peace or you could say then you will have peace like a river and i'm tapping into that right now i'm tapping into it and you you meditate that and you push back on the darkness you push back on the thoughts you push back on the any fear or anxiety or anything else and just let that peace wash over you let that peace surround you Press into him because he's faithful to perform his word. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's just spend just a, a few moments in his presence. You can sit, you can stand, whatever you're comfortable with, but go ahead. Let's just pray. Praise him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Could you turn the piano up just in the, the house, please, just so that just, just permeates a little bit more? Hallelujah. You can put, turn it up some more because I'm not going to be, I'm just going to be praising God over and I'm not talking, so it doesn't, doesn't matter if it drowns me out. Lord, we just thank you. We praise you. We honor you. Glorify you. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your peace. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your peace washing over us. Washing over us. 
washing over us. Lord, like a river, like a mighty roaring river, not just a little trickle, but Lord, whatever has been pressing on us, that your, your peace is just washing, 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 washing. Nothing can hold on, nothing can hang on, nothing can stay. Any fear, any anxiety cannot stay in the face of your surrounding, of your presence surrounding us, enveloping us, giving us direction, giving us wisdom, Lord, as we wait on you, as we meditate on you, as we shut our minds off, as we just bask in your presence and look to you, I keep our minds stayed on you then your peace is there. Your peace is washing over us. Our peace is, your peace is tangible. Answers come. Direction comes. Wisdom comes. Not trying to seek it. Not what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How are we going to fix it? How, we, how, how should I do this? Instead, just we just look to you. And let your peace wash all that away. Get our minds off of all that stuff. Get our minds on you so that we can flow with you. So that we can hear from you. Not in our own strength. Not by our might. Not by our power. But Lord, by your might, your power. And focusing on the fact that you are never ending. You are all powerful. You are all knowing. You are love. And Lord, you want good for us. Lord, you weren't the author of any evil we've ever experienced. That wasn't you. But meditating on the fact that you're good, 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 and that you're unconquerable. And as you said, that you have given us, you have overcome the world. In the Amplified, it says, I've deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Lord, we thank you that you've conquered the world, that you've conquered every circumstance, that you've deprived every circumstance of power to harm us now or in the past. Anything that tries to lord it over us from our past, it has been conquered. You've conquered it. You've deprived it of power to overtake us, to hurt us. And so we just bask in you, Lord. We look to you. We let you minister to us. We let you surround us with your, with your love and your peace. And just rest in the fact that you have overcome. You have overcome. You have overcome. You have overcome. And there is nothing that you won't overcome if we'll look to you. There is nothing that is more powerful than you. There is nothing that can cause us to fail, that can cause us to be derailed, there is nothing that can defeat us if we'll just push into you and focus on how big you are and focus on how great you are and focus on the fact that you love us, focus on the fact that you've conquered every circumstance. Oh, it may not look like it. Don't focus on that. Focus on the fact that he'll do what he said he'll do and we focus on the fact that he is a good God and he is a loving God and we just say, nope, it may not look like it, but it'll change because he is on the throne and I'm looking to him and it's at that point that river will flow. It's always there, but that's what causes it to flow in our lives. That's how we experience what he said is ours. Hallelujah. Lord, we do just thank you. We praise you and honor you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your peace that passes all understanding. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for clarity of thought. 
Clarity comes when you take your mind off the problem, off the circumstance, off the past, and put it on Him because He's ever-present and He will never leave us, never forsake us, ever. From now on, He's with us. There will never be a time He's not with us. Somebody says, well, what if this happens? He'll be there and He'll walk you through. What if, what if this happens? What if this changes? God is not going anywhere. Sometimes we act like He's not there if something happens. No, He'll be there and He'll show us the way out. He'll give us the victory plan. He'll give us the direction. He'll give us the wisdom and He'll see us through so we can just be at peace now. Don't be anxious about something that may or may not happen. Focus on the one that will see you through regardless of what will happen. What if this happens in the earth? Focus on Him and you'll have your answer and you'll be at peace now and you won't waste hours and days worrying and fretting and being upset and you walk in constant peace from here on. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We thank you you're a good God. We thank you that your word is true and you never fail. And so we say boldly, we walk in your peace. We live in your peace. We walk in that area, in the midst of the storm, surrounded by peace, overflowing, surrounding us with peace, overflowing with peace. Just peace, 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 peace in the midst of every storm, peace when it's calm, peace when it's a little agitated, peace in every circumstance, because you're true and you're here. And you're good. So we give you glory, Lord, and we thank you that we walk in peace. Never a time in our future that we're going to get out of peace. We'll be quick. If we would happen to slip up and start fretting, we'd go, no, 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 not doing that. I'm in peace. And we'll just stay there. We don't plan to get out of peace. We just stay in peace. Praise you, Lord.